0: Zen Parenting Radio, brought to you by Avid Company. My name is Todd Adams. And this
1: is Kathy Adams. And
0: we are more than halfway through our first year of Zen Parenting mm. Radio. This is podcast number 30. Wow. The big three zero, And you actually are about to celebrate the big four zero. Yes, next weekend. Next weekend, but we got to...
1: Well, actually, this weekend is the big celebra- celebration, but my actual birthday is in a
0: week. And you don't know what I have planned for I have this no idea. weekend. I have no idea. And you will be kept in the dark until the very end. Great. So
1: I like it. That helps me stay present and live in the moment.
0: And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for no other reason than to be the vehicle for you to practice presence.
1: For that, I am appreciative.
0: Um, Avid Company. I think I already mentioned them once, but you know what? I'm going to throw them out again. Avid Company. Okay. All right.
1: There are there are great sponsors. Today so-
0: we are picking. Uh, we're talking about nitpicking and communication styles. And um, it's also very hot in Chicago.
1: And honestly, I think we're both kind of struggling from the heat. It's like ninety-eight degrees.
0: Mm-hmm. And Isn't that a band? It is. A little Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Yeah. Doesn't little... he have a brother? Or no? Uh,
1: yeah, he has a brother named Drew Lachey. I think he won Dancing with the Stars. Okay. All
0: right. Um, uh, I've never listened to Nick Lachey or ninety-eight. Degrees.
1: Well, they're both they're both in ninety-eight degrees, and I th- I don't know if his name's Drew. There may be people right now making fun of me for that. Because Didn't they have
0: like a reality series together?
1: No, no. I don't think, I think that was the, uh, I'm Nick of the Carter. Other You're thinking of from the Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter. He had a show called The Carters. They I
0: sound think. like they should be the same person, Nick Lachey and Nick Carter. Who's the one that was married to Jessica Simpson? Nick Lachey. Okay, so that yeah. guy. That guy was all right. I think he I was saw a, a few he's of a,
1: He's a solid individual, and you know what? He's getting married to uh, Vanessa. Redgrave? No. Well, I I was going to say Vanessa Milano. That's, I'm losing That's my That's Alyssa mind. Milano. That's Alyssa From Milano. Who's the Boss. Okay, he's marrying some girl who is on TV and I see her in all the magazines and I can't remember her name.
0: And all those high quality magazines, are you talking about your spiritual yoga magazines? No,
1: I'm talking about the Occasional People magazine and the Occasional, well, Entertainment Weekly. When
0: you say Occasional, do you mean every week because <laughs> we get it delivered?
1: You know what, I would like to say every week, but ha- it hasn't showed up in two weeks. Have you noticed that?
0: I haven't noticed it because that magazine stinks. Really? Yeah. Do you
1: really think it stinks? Because sometimes I see. I think you it actually it.
0: has an odor. It smells. <laughs> Rolling Stone is the only magazine you need. And
1: I love Rolling Stone too. And I love Entertainment Weekly. We, these are these are all parts of ourselves. When are you
0: gonna cut out the garbage? Um, Entertainment Weekly is not bad, but People and Us is just garbage.
1: I don't have Us. Okay. I don't read Us, and right. I don't read Star and all that stuff. Doesn't uh, your dad you know what we're doing right now?
0: We're talking. We're nitpicking. We're nitpicking. I'm nitpicking at your ability to choose good magazines.
1: That's interesting.
0: And the genesis of nitpicking is from... Uh, People picking little lice off people's heads. People picking nits. And we have never had that issue in our family, thank goodness.
1: But it could happen so easily. For So for those of you who have had lice in your family, it I have realized now that my kids are in school how easy that could happen because... I swear we get a note home like every three weeks, especially in the winter, saying someone's got lice. Someone's got lice.
0: We've been very lucky.
1: We have been very lucky, and there's no there's no rhyme or reason. Like yeah. I have heard, and and I'm sure everyone knows this already, but if you if your child's hair is super clean, mm-hmm. it's easier for those. That's why I don't take to showers. It. There you go, because you don't want lice. Yeah, I
0: just don't want lice, but I do contend that if I ever were to get lice. I just shaved my head.
1: I know, which is not... You tell me that all the time, Yeah, and I will not shave my head. Why not? Um, because I don't want Demi to.
0: Demi Moore shaved her head.
1: For a movie that she got paid a million dollars for.
0: Well, let's pretend you're in a movie and you're getting paid a million dollars for it. Let's not.
1: Let's talk about... Um, uh, there was something else. Oh, I know.
0: What, you focus on grows? Y-
1: yes. Let's. Well, what I wanted to discuss is that nitpicking... is basically focusing on someone's weaknesses or what you perceive to be their weaknesses. They may not be weaknesses, but what you perceive them to be. And focusing on the strengths is the exact opposite. And I come from a belief system that what you focus on grows. Mm -hmm. And so if you are going to choose to nitpick your, your significant other, your friends, your family, your children... That you are going to see more of those behaviors. Right,
0: yeah. I mean, an example, I um, I've started learning the piano not too long ago, and um, I'm starting to teach the girls some basic stuff. Yeah. And I was just teaching them some things this morning, and I was just pointing out all the things that they were doing wrong. Yes. So as much as I feel like um, I categorize myself as an enlightened, self-aware parent, this morning I was focusing on everything they were doing wrong.
1: Right, and that's nitpicking.
0: And I was nitpicking. It's exactly right. So I need work, everybody needs work. And it's why is it so easy to focus on the negative?
1: Because usually the negative is our, those are our worries and our concerns and the things we don't want to see and the things that we don't like to look at and the things that we don't want to face. And so we just want to shut them down. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I actually, um, I wrote an article about focusing on the strengths and it was, Uh, one time I was at, um, and there's so many examples I could give, but this is the easiest one. I was sitting um, outside a swimming class. The girls had swimming and there were a bunch of kids in the pool and there was a bunch of parents sitting by me and all that that the parents could focus on was what the kids were not doing. Right. So here's a group of kids in the pool splashing around, having a good time, laughing, you know, enjoying their teacher, um, you know, doing what they're being asked to be do to, you know, doing what they're I didn't say that right. Doing what they're being asked to do. There you go. And the parents were saying awful things. Like what? Like You know, oh, he's being a wimp or, oh, she's not kicking her legs right Mm -hmm. or, oh, she knows how to do that. She's just pretending she doesn't.
0: Why is it that parents sometimes see like the negative in their own kids, but then they'll be very complimentary of other kids? What's well, up with that?
1: Don't you think that's a social thing? That's not necessarily the
0: probably, but still, what's up with that? Why can't you? Why can't we just compliment our own kids and compliment the other kids and not focus on the negative? Well,
1: you know, it's interesting that you say that because something that um, I I feel like I say a lot during presentations is if we don't compliment our children,
0: who's going to? If
1: yeah. I mean if we decide we're going to nitpick them and focus on their negatives and and you know break them down mm-hmm. who's going to be the person or people who are going to lift them up right. and when I say lift them up I want to be very clear I do not come from a belief system that we need to pump up our children with a lot of things that aren 't true right. i don 't believe that we need to say to our children oh you 're the best or you're you know you 're the most beautiful. Those are not even helpful because we don 't want our children to think they need to go through the world being the best right. or that they need to that it, there, anything comes from being the most beautiful. Right. We just want to point out what they 're doing well so they are even more aware of how beautiful and wonderful they are Mm -hmm. and when i say beautiful i don't mean extrinsic i mean how inside
0: and you can always find the good in any situation
1: always it's perspective
0: but what you're saying is it needs to you need to be able to see it say it with authenticity so in other words let's say we have a son named johnny's on the baseball team and we say oh you're the best one out there even though it's very obvious he's not right You don't say stuff like that. Well, you know
1: why? Because Johnny's like, what are you talking about? Right. Because Johnny's not an an idiot. I'll say Johnny's not an idiot. And he knows that he may not be the best one out there. But you know what could be said? Mm. Johnny, I notice how hard you're working. Mm -hmm. Johnny, I notice that you're having a good time out Mm -hmm. there. Those things are truth.
0: Well, we can talk about even, you know, Jacey's a good soccer player, but she's not the best one on her her team. And we don't say that she's the best one on the team. But what do you say after the game to her?
1: I say, well, look like you were having a great time. You were being a major team player, which is true. That girl kicks that ball. She runs that field. Yeah, and and she's one of the faster
0: people out there. So we talk about her Her speed, speed,
1: and we talk about her being able to be a team player. Right. And we never focus on the goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, she actually did get a goal, which was great in the last Last game, last
0: half of the last game. And you know what's
1: funny? We were in the car on the way to the game. And she said, I really wanted to get a goal this season. Mm-hmm. I said, then go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm.
0: And she did. And it. that was it.
1: That's, I didn't say, here's how you do it or why didn't you do it. It was just, and, and that was not my words mm-hmm. that helped her get that goal. I want to be clear. It's that that's the support system I'm talking about. Rather than saying, well, here's what you have to do or, or making it for them. We support them in, in themselves and believing in themselves.
0: Can I nitpick? Please. Um, in that game, yes. what was crazy about that game is because she really had very few shots of scoring a goal the entire season. But right. in that game, she could have had like five goals. Right, Like they had some killer goalie in the net. Awesome and goalie. She stopped like four of J.C.'s shots. So if I'm going to focus on the negative, I'd be like, oh, J.C., so you could have had five goals that game. Right. Or if you want to look at it with a glasses half full attitude, you say, I say, that was a great goal you had, and those are a lot of really good tries you had before that, too.
1: And, you know, those are great lessons. Like, And we can focus on, wow, that goalie was amazing because mm-hmm. you had some great opportunities, mm-hmm. but that goalie was amazing, and that's life, that's mm-hmm. sports, that's competition. Right. You know, just because sometimes we bring our best, and somebody else brings their best.
0: Right. Everybody's and bringing their best.
1: Exactly. and But that doesn't mean one of us has to lose, necessarily.
0: Right. Right. It's, there's... There's... Um, I don't know. Did, did we talk last week about trophies? Oh, we started talking about trophies, didn't we? I don't about, remember. We start. I started coming. Yeah, up you were you were getting tangent. tangential last week. And I'm gonna go tangential again. Okay. How certain parents get upset at the fact that everybody in this league gets, gets a trophy because
1: they think that it's sh- that it should be like it was when they were little, right?
0: And it's a life lesson, and you don't always win, and right. Blah blah blah. And my only contention, and this is probably tangential off of what our topic is, they're gonna have plenty of time to figure out that life isn't as great and as perfect as maybe they think it is right now. But when you're a seven or eight year old girl, there's nothing wrong with getting a trophy.
1: Well, and I think it's all perspective. Why are they getting that trophy? Are they getting it because they're, they're the absolute best? Well, I'll answer
0: as a parent, as a parent, you know, when I was growing up, you would only get trophies when you win. So I think most parents are like, you didn't win this year. So you're not getting a trophy. Right. So it's weird because we bring our own baggage to the table because when I was little if you're if you won the championship you get a trophy. If you didn't, you didn't. Right. And nowadays everybody in the league gets a trophy. Big big what? But
1: see it, let's even talk about that. You say if you didn't win, these leagues are not set up for being you know, there is no winner. Well, they just play no, each other. There's no playoffs. There's no exactly right. so what so what are we saying here? So I
0: think what you're saying is when there is a playoff in a championship, then there's probably no trophies involved. But with this it's just a bunch of regular season games and nobody gets and everybody gets a trophy. Right.
1: And I think the bottom line of what we talked about before is eventually there will be a time when there is a more competitive play. Mm-hmm. But right now they're little and the trophy is just is is indicative of you played on this team. You, this yeah. is the what you get. It could be a piece of paper, right? A certif you know, a certificate saying you played this year. Right. It happens to be a trophy and I think we carry a lot of emotion around that trophy that it's it's deserved or undeserved and i kind of look at it it's just an indicator that you played soccer this year and that's the end of the story
0: when i was in sixth grade we had a science fair Mm -hmm. and i had um some kind of weird experiment that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me or to the judges yeah and i got a third place yeah and they gave four (laughs) ribbons away like extra special science experiment first place second place and a third place I I captured the third place.
1: Oh, so you did get something.
0: Oh, yeah. I got third place. It was kind of like a dingy old gray ribbon.
1: Oh, wow. Whereas
0: red was second and blue was first and then green was like a really special one. You know... And and I'm still struggling with that sixth grade science experiment.
1: Are you really? No,
0: not really. But I do do recall that story.
1: Well, and I have a story for you that I think is even more sad. What do you got? Uh, My story is that when I was... Gosh, I think it was like Park District camp type thing. Mm -hmm. And there was the same kind of thing everyone was winning a ribbon for something or other and i couldn't figure out what it was or what i could do to win a ribbon like i basically we were nearing the end and and i hadn't won anything so i sat down and played checkers against somebody mm-hmm. and you know and again this is all fuzzy in my head cuz i was probably in like second grade and i won and the guy who was kind of watching the match said oh you win you get a ribbon and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe it and then you know i was hanging around and he said actually I was wrong. You don't.
0: (laughs) And that's the end of the story? That's
1: that's the end of the story. But my point is, is that it was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't necessarily want a ribbon to say I was the best. Mm -hmm. I just wanted something to show that I had been at this place and that I had you know, tried different things and that I had had this experience of camp and I didn't get anything. And it wasn't camp. I think it was park district.
0: When you said, when the, when the guy said, no, you don't, it (laughs) reminded me of the part in vacation where Clark Griswold is talking to Rusty and Audrey in the very first one. And they're going through St. Louis and he's giving all these really fun facts about the St. Louis arch. He's like, you take an elevator all the way at the top. And Rusty's like, wow, dad, can we go up on it? He's like, no, No. (laughs) like they'll stop at the house of mud. But they won't stop at the St. Louis Arch. That's
1: the beauty of that movie.
0: Clark Griswold, he's my all-time hero. We
1: all have a different perspective on the world of what we think is interesting. That's back
0: when Chevy was funny.
1: Yes, what happened to Chevy?
0: He got old.
1: But no, there are some people who get old who remain very funny.
0: He got grumpy. Do you think? I did. I I listened to Saturday Night Live documentary thing, and uh, he was kind of not so nice. Really? Yeah. So hopefully, Chevy, if you're listening... Uh, that's the truth.
1: Well, you know, he's actually in a new show called community, but it's not really new. I think it's it's been been, around for a few years, but supposedly he's kind of funny in there. I think it's that he tries too hard. I think if he would just be, if he would just be himself, but I think he's trying to be funny. Try not. Just
0: can we, can we go back really quick to the pool when you're talking about, you know, the parents were looking at the kids nitpicking about their pool qualities. One thing, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, and I think I've even said it on a different show is those kids don't want anything other than to at, at this age with you know ours are 8 and 6 and all that they just want to see that we're watching them. Yeah. And when you go to these pools you see 90% of the parents on their phones. I know. And it's really or sad. we talking
1: with each other. And again, it, you know, it's not there's nothing wrong with having a conversation, but they're so engrossed that they are not watching
0: their well, kids. and and I've spent a lesson where I check my email the whole time and I and then I look up and I'm I notice that JC's like hoping that I'm looking at her. Yeah. So my advice to myself and to all other parents out there is to put your phone down for 20 minutes. Yeah. I dare you. Yeah. Because sometimes I can't do that.
1: I know. Remember in the car yesterday? Yes. I was making fun of you. I know. He kept picking up his phone and he was like <laughs> texting someone. It was the longest text ever. And Todd's phone's been ringing off the hook for all these work reasons anyway. And so then he like put it down finally. And in my own head I'm thinking, oh, he just put it down and right when I was in the middle of that thought. He picked it back up. And I yeah. was like, yeah, you missed your phone in that two-second span yeah, of time. It's
0: kind of like a... It's, it's an
1: addiction. It's an
0: addiction. It's like I'm Linus with a security blanket well, or something. do you
1: know what I actually heard? And I can't give credit for this because um, I don't remember where I heard it. But there is an actual um, experience that we have when our phone goes off or we feel the buzz mm-hmm. or we feel the vibration right. like in our pocket where it like it's like an adrenaline rush. Right. It throws endorphins and right. we get excited like, what is this? Ooh, Ooh, somebody what are we wants getting? to talk
0: to me about something.
1: And lately I've been getting emails from the scooter store. Yeah. Um, the place that you know, where you get a scooter and you like scoot around Walmart stores and, and, stuff. Jewel and stuff. Yeah, like that. and it's and it it has all this information about how I can apply for Medicare. So I'm, you I'm get confused. excited, and
0: then you look at it, and you're like, oh, and it's just a scooter. <laughs> it's
1: just a scooter store trying to sc- sell me a scooter. Well, you're
0: 40, maybe in 50 years you'll need it. Well,
1: I wonder. I just wonder what list I'm on. But regardless, that's we have that experience, and so we think the next email or the next text is going to be like the thing. But it is a vicious cycle. It never ends. Slow down. At some point, you have to put it down. And then it's more fun maybe three hours later. You check and you have six Mm -hmm.
0: emails or voicemails or whatever. Well, it's funny. My phone um, spent a few days where I couldn't catch your email for a while. Yeah. I had had some screw up on my my end. And it... um, And it... uh, I just... I was without my phone for two or three days, and I had kind of a wonderful two or three days because I couldn't check my really? email. Really? Would yeah. you say that? Yes. But I, But now that it's back, I can't not go back to it. Right. Nothing I can do. So
1: really, for because you've been saying to me, you know, I can't capture my email, and I thought you were frustrated about it, but you appreciated not well, having I, that.
0: I just knew that I couldn't pick it up to check my email.
1: Yeah. So you'd leave it alone. Because you know what, you guys? Do you know something? We're getting off subject off the focusing on the strengths, but we might as well talk about this. Do you know that it literally, we could never do everything we need to get done? Meaning we, you know, we're trying to like always finish this list, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, I need to check all my email. I need to make this call. I need to do this. I need to run this errand. We could, we can really never finish that cycle. It goes on and on and on. So at some point we have to make a decision to just stop.
0: Well, along the same lines, one thing that bugs me is when people tell me, oh, I just don't have enough time. Yeah. And uh, a realization I, like yeah. I had was that there's no such thing as time. And what I mean by that is it just means that this isn't as important to me as something else is. Like say somebody wanted me to, you know, go away for a weekend with some friends, yet I had other plans with my family. I could say, "Oh, I don't have time to do something like that." But really what I'm saying is This is more important to me than something else. It's just a pet peeve of mine when people say they don't have enough time because really you do have enough time.
1: Well, uh, you know what? We, you and I, have had conversations about this before because people, you know, especially our age, you know, with kids and work and all that kind of thing, that will be our excuse for everything. Oh, I just didn't have enough time, you know. And really, I would just appreciate it sometimes if people would just say. You know, I chose to take a nap mm-hmm. and I didn't get to call you. Right. Or, you know, it because what we're always doing is trying to show people how busy we are. Right. I'm so busy that, you know, you just didn't make the list. I'm just so busy.
0: Everybody's busy.
1: Everybody's busy. And if we could just say that I just didn't get to it today, but you know what? I will. Mm-hmm. And the more and the more we nitpick people who mm-hmm. don't call us right. the more that they don't want to call us because right. it becomes a chore. Right. So we just brought nitpicking back in.
0: We're back in the nitpick.
1: In the focusing on the strengths. So you know.
0: um, what else do we have as far as communication styles? Or, I know we were talking about, you know, we have certain people in our lives that their whole communication vehicle is to see the negative in each other. Well,
1: I think you and I notice in a lot of couples that there are certain, I mean, and it can be the, you know, the ga- the guy or the girl. It doesn't, if this is not just about women or, you know, it, but that there is this tendency to focus on the negative and their partner. And not only that, but to call their partner out in public and make them kind of look stupid or at least feel stupid. Um, And can you give an example? Because I'm trying to think, like, um, we've had so many... You know, where we're with people and they'll say, oh, well, so-and-so I, does that. I think that.
0: I used to do this a lot with you and none of it was evil or I wasn't really trying to hurt your feelings, but I would kind of make fun of maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to think.
1: You know what? You're right. I am. To- that's flooding back to me at the beginning of our relationship. I remember that.
0: Like, and I don't know if it was like, um, you know, I wish I can go play fantasy football with you guys, but, but my Kathy wife needs me. to do, right. like, Kathy, like, a lot of guys, and I don't do that anymore. Like, a lot of guys are like their wife is the ball and chain and they don't let them do anything. And I don't know, I just, I used to do it and then I don't know if you called me out on it or if it just didn't feel You know feel what, good. I
1: did, and and it wasn't that so much because I sometimes wouldn't be around for those kind of comments. But we would be with a group of people and something would, I wish I had a better, more uh, concrete example, but you'd say something like, well, you say that all the time, don't you? And you would like embarrass me in front of other people where I, you know, everyone else would laugh. You would get a laugh, but it would be at my expense. And, And
0: my, the reason I think I did that was because I thought that you wouldn't mind.
1: Right. And
0: I, you know, and I, you know, we have such good foundation for our marriage that I could say something that to make somebody else laugh, At your expense because I know that you'll still love me. Right. But that doesn't mean that I should do it.
1: Right, exactly. You know? And you know what's so funny? This actually this happened the other day. We were at uh we were at Marty's, um, at his wonderful place called uh Lauderdale Lakes, which Lauderdale is Landing. Landing. But it's on Lauderdale Lakes. It's on
0: Lauderdale Lakes in Wisconsin. You should go there and get yourself a tasty beverage and oh, a burger.
1: So good. Marty's got such a great place up there. But anyway, I was riding the jet ski. Right. And I was having the best time riding that jet ski. Yes. Like it just felt so good. And then I was having this big feeling of how great it was that I just, I hadn't been on a jet ski in a right. really long time. Right. And just feeling really good about it. And then when I get back with you guys, I find out you were all making fun of me the way I was riding the jet ski. That was
0: Shane. Oh, okay. That so was we'll my just, sister. We'll just blame Shane. But what I did is I repeat what Shane said because you were like cautious, you know, the way Shane said it was you were like very cautious looking left and right and all that. And maybe she just caught you at a bad time. Right. But yeah, that's that's a that's a good example.
1: Well, right, and, and I wasn't necessarily like I wasn't even I, it wasn't anger or even frustration, but it was just an interesting perspective because I'm thinking, wow, I'm you guys are calling me cautious, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm on a jet ski, right? I am in the, middle of, in the middle of a lake, and you
0: haven't done this I in... haven't done
1: it in years, and here I am, really pushing my limits mm-hmm. and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even a I wasn't even afraid. Right. I was so excited, and then I and then I get back, and you guys were talking about how cautious I was. I was like, gosh, that's a totally different yeah perspective and because you guys are so great and I can talk to you about these things it doesn't become an issue right. but you can understand how those kind of things can really affect someone. Right. Because if if a couple is constantly nitpicking, and imagine if we do this to our children all the time. Yes. We're pointing out, you know, something I used to do a lot with the girls is focus on their hair. You know, like your hair's in your face. When I was a little girl, everyone told me my hair was in my face, so I must have an issue with it. Okay. But your hair's in your face. You have to wear your hair out of your face. I mean, here they are. They come out dressed. They get ready on their own. They brush their teeth, and I only focus on what I think doesn't look right yet. Right. And I've really been practicing... Who cares about their hair? Yeah.
0: yeah. You know? Especially, uh, you Letting know. go. Yeah. And I think you said something to Cameron about that yesterday. Like, I did. she, like, doesn't comb her hair or whatever, and.
1: Well, you know what I, <clears> what I do now is I make suggestions. I said, um, we're going to be outside. It's 95 degrees. You might want it because uh, she has long hair now, you might want to put your hair in a ponytail. And she goes, no. And I said, okay. Yeah. Done. done. Let go. Done
0: done. Um, one thing about um, getting under each other's skin, like I remember one big issue in our marriage in the early days, and I don't know how relevant this is, but I would say something and if you said it to me, it wouldn't upset me. Yes. So I would think that it would be okay to say to you. Right. So in other words, just because if the roles were reversed and you said something that you've, uh, that it wouldn't hurt my feelings right. so i automatically presume that if it wouldn't hurt my feelings then it shouldn't hurt your feelings and
1: if i would tell you it hurt my feelings you would say i was wrong for that it, you wouldn't say you're wrong but you would fight me on that it did hurt my feelings and you'd basically say it shouldn't hurt your feelings because, because it, doesn't it wouldn't hurt, hurt mine. my feelings right. and that's
0: one of the cornerstones of our marriages when i learned that lesson just because something wouldn't bother me doesn't mean it's okay to put you through that exact same situation or comments or whatever it is. We don't
1: have to feel the same way about anything. You and I are separate people, Mm. and we're in a relationship together, but we have to respect our separateness Mm. as well as our unity, meaning that you don't need to be like me, Mm. and I don't need to be like you.
0: And, And I was under the guise of... You should be like me because I'm better. I'm, I'm doing this right. And right. I don't get annoyed at it, so you shouldn't get annoyed exactly. at it. And that was a big lesson for me because that literally didn't make any sense to me at all. Saying, well, wh- why does that bother you? And I think it's a matter of being able to step outside of yourself and looking at it. Instead, I was stuck inside of myself right. and just that's all I could see is I could just see what would bother me and I have two categories in this world things that would bother me and things that wouldn't bother me and I couldn't see that somebody else might see it differently.
1: Well and I have an example I have a lot of girlfriends who talk about how their significant other doesn't clean the house right. or clean the toilet or clean the counter and how you know how can they not do that how does that not bother them mm-hmm. and I always say it doesn't bother them mm-hmm. that's why they don't do it. Right. Now if you ask them in a nice kind way and not in a you know a schmoozy way. Right. But if you just say, Can you help me out? I really need this table clean. They may not think it's important right. but they'll do it to help you. Right. But if you slam them and nitpick them and tell them they're awful for not thinking the table for not cleaning the table. Right. Um, I don't think you're gonna get very far.
0: I don't know if this will make sense, but in that movie The Breakup with Vince Vaughn yeah. and Jennifer Aniston, yeah. that's a
1: tough movie. They have
0: a big fight and Finally, he like washes the dishes, not because he wants to wash the dishes, right. but because she asks him to wash the dishes. And, and she
1: doesn't want him to do it. And
0: she doesn't want him to do it because he doesn't want to do it. Right. He's only doing it for her. Right. That's right. messed up.
1: Well, I think it's messed up on both sides. Yes. I don't think there's a right... That's why that movie was tough, because it was very real. Right. What she was trying to say is, yeah, I can force you to wash the dishes, but I wish inside you understood how important it was to me to have the dishes washed. Right. She may not have been communicating that well, right. and so it's not necessarily all his fault, but he was just focusing on the end result. Let me wash the dishes so I can play video games. Yeah,
0: I think there was some dysfunction on both sides totally. Of that. Totally.
1: That movie was tough for me. And I was like, whew.
0: And as always, the first step is to have the conversation to have an awareness that this might be different than what you think it exactly. is.
1: Exactly. And and focusing on what is going well most of the time. And right. so when things do are challenges, you can bring them up in a way that someone can hear you rather than in a nitpicky way.
0: We got two minutes left. So okay. the moral of the story is to... If nothing else, compliment your spouse. There you go. Compliment your kids. Right. Instead of seeing... In an authentic way. In an authentic way. Instead of seeing the negative, see the positive and compliment it.
1: And then when something does come up that's a challenge, you'll be able to be heard because you won't be focusing on the negative all the time. They will have heard the positive
0: too. Absolutely. So uh, what do you want to promote?
1: I wanted to... There's a... um, As far as our parent resource of the week, there's this great Facebook page called Parent Two, Parent You, and it's actually parent and then the number two... Parent and then the letter U. And um, it's by this woman. I I think she's based in New York. Her name is Lou. And I'm, how did we pronounce her name? Um. Hanassian. I can't, I don't know if I'm saying it right. And I'm Lou, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, But she has this incredible. Facebook page that I love and I love getting her uh, you know the in my newsfeed I love reading what she has because basically it's parenting through the eyes of attachment brain development psychology and development um, Like you know childhood development and kind of putting it all together So parents understand why children are doing what they're doing, but it's not just about understanding kids It's about us understanding ourselves and how we react to them. So it's just a great parenting Facebook page she also has a website which is the same thing parent to parent you so check it out
0: check it out um, um, your book is called The Self-Aware Parent Part 2. Correct. 23 Lessons in Growing with Your Children. Yeah,
1: 23 more lessons. And
0: then uh, Girls Night In, you promote. You come in and talk as an expert to a bunch of women or couples about parenting. Yeah,
1: and we have one that we're doing together coming up, and that's going to be fun. So, if you. So, talk
0: to your friends, and yeah. if you want to set something like that up, uh, let us know. We'll
1: come chat to you. Um,
0: yeah. Avid Company is our sponsor, 630 956 1800. Make sure you give them a call. Painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Last is my movie line, it's kind of a long one, so I'll try to get it in get fast. ready the space goes downtown baby down down the roller coaster sweet sweet baby sweet sweet don't let me go shimmy shimmy cocoa pop shimmy shimmy rock shimmy shimmy cocoa pop shimmy shimmy rock. i met a girlfriend a triscuit she said a triscuit a biscuit ice cream soda pop vanilla on top Ooh, Shalita walking down the street 10 times a week i met it i said it i stole mama's credit i'm cool i'm hot suck you in the stomach three more times
1: good job you that did is it. by
0: far our longest movie line ever it so is. um facebook us give us another line from that movie and we'll see you all next week
1: have a great week
0: adios